0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Breakthrough Society podcast. I'm your host, Irvin, and today we have my good friend Justin Eric Hart. I hope I said his last name right, but <laughs> anyways, man, my good friend Justin, he is a beard marketing pro. Today, he's gonna drop some massive nuggets on marketing, branding, and what you need to look for in your bris- in your business to improve that. You know, he drops his six pillars of marketing um you definitely want to check these six pillars out and see how you can improve them in your business with that being said guys let's get to it all right guys so before we get into the show with the bearded marketing pro if you find value in this and i know you will share it to somebody else that has one of your friends, family that has a small business that, you know, will benefit from, from, uh, the marketing tips, the marketing and branding tips that, that, uh, Justin dropped here in this, in this episode. And, uh, you know, just share it out to them. Let them, let them know how you think they will benefit from it. Also share this on your stories, on your social media. And, um, yeah, with that being said, guys, let's get into the show. All right. Justin, how's it going, man? Welcome to Break to Society. Thanks, man. Glad to be on. Hell oh, yeah, man. Glad to glad to have you on. I know um I got into your that coaching. You interviewed me for the coaching group that you have. Yeah. So, you know, I had to return the favor.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of great nuggets that were dropped in that. So I'm glad to be back with you and be able to provide some
0: value with you to, to all your listeners. Yeah, man, for sure. So we'll, we'll talk about that group later, but um, right now, just tell the audience who you are and, and what do you do.
1: Yeah, so my name is Justin Earhart. I uh, own a, a business called the Beard of Marketing Pro. So obviously, I have a beard and I do marketing <laughs> and sometimes professional, sometimes I'm very immature. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I run a marketing agency that focuses on uh, six pillars of marketing and really helping businesses that have kind of started already, but they want to get to that next level. You know, a lot of times businesses don't establish the right marketing foundations for their website, their branding, or, you know, email campaigns or anything like that. So we kind of look at that and establish a little bit more of a foundation for them to help their marketing and sales be cohesive so they can um, increase their revenue.
0: Cool. So uh, like, how, how did you, where are you from? Like, where are you? where do you live right now?
1: Yeah, so I'm originally from California. I left there when I was 18, Mm -hmm. went in the military, and then now I live uh, after seven years being in the military. I've now lived in Georgia for seven years. Um, Just bought a house um, about seven eight months ago in North Georgia. I'm closer to uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, than I am Atlanta. So we're about 40 minutes from the border of Tennessee. So I ended up here, and that's kind of where I plan to stay for a few
0: years at least until the kids are out of school, and then we're gonna hopefully move away but nice. so how did you how did you come across like uh wanting to be a marketing expert or like what caught your eye in the industry from you know whatever it is that you were doing prior
1: yeah i mean that's that's kind of a it's it's funny how in life like we have all these multiple steps that end us up where we're at now you know and so uh, i'll give you a little bit of that origin story that you can put in a comic book one day but um you know, after I got out of the military, I uh, wanted to be, uh, I went through my fire academy while I was active duty, uh, went like night school and everything. And I was going to be a firefighter when I got out because I had um, voluntarily separated to get out of the military. And the reason why I did uh, was because during 2013, during the drawdown of the Obama administration, uh, they were like, you know, we need voluntary separations. And my daughter was just born. And so I was like, yeah, I'm good with that. I'll get out because uh, I didn't want to, be like some of these other military professionals that I, I know and were mentors and stuff. They were gone away from their families for so long. And I just didn't want to do that. And so I went to the fire academy on my own time. Got certified fire one, fire two, hazmat, awareness operations, EMT, all this stuff, right? And then I separated and I didn't have a job yet. When I got a bit of money that they, they paid me for separation. So we lived off like 20 grand. Um, But then... When I went into the fire, I got hired on with uh, Gwinnett County in Georgia. Um, that didn't happen. Like my back gave out. I have a uh, degenerative disc disease in my lower back, a uh, degenerative disc. I have like all these fricking pros because of the military yeah. and I'm 25 at the time. And so someone, yeah. uh, we don't know, I don't know how, but they referred me to the financial industry. And that's how I, I originally got started with WFG. And that's how I heard from Ed um, uh, mm-hmm. who's obviously one of the founders of Arte and I liked the financial side, but I fell more in love with being able to market the business. So, um, you know, the military, I had uh, two degrees at this time. One is in criminal justice. The other was in business with a small business concentration. And then I still had money left over from my GI bill. So I was like, well, let me do marketing. Let me go take a marketing class and get a degree in marketing. And I fell in love with marketing. I was able to increase my financial services business through marketing. And then I just saw a lot of people um, especially in the financial industry who are having massive issues when it comes to marketing they can't market right they were like just saying hey if you don't have life insurance you hate your family you suck and i'm like no that's not the best way to market your business <laughs> so, right. um, i just started offering offering marketing services and helping people out and that business hit six figures relatively quick and i was like well i think i'm gonna stick with marketing and um just started helping more and more businesses and fell in love with not just the standard marketer bullshit that you see out there where they're like, Oh, we'll make some Facebook posts for you. I know I I wanted to dig down into why a lot of businesses fail. And at the end of the day, they fail because they don't have the right marketing diffusional system set up. So that's why it's like, you know, I got a, a great niche and a great concept that's helping businesses. And at the end of the day, yeah, making money is good. Hitting six figures, uh, multiple six coming up by the end of 2020 is great. But for me, what really matters is seeing these businesses. I have, One business that I helped with, like, get them off the ground, they're hitting half a million a month now with their marketing. I have other ones that are hitting, you know, 150,000 plus a year when they were making only, you know, two to three grand a year. And to me, that's what matters the most. That's why I love marketing and how I got into it. Just these domino effects of shit going wrong led me to where I am now. (laughs) It's interesting how that works, huh? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, six, seven years ago, uh, 2015, so what, six years now? Uh, I was um, after the fire service collapsed. Financial services was okay, but like I hit a massive roadblock um, in my life. Uh, I ended up getting divorced. I couldn't see my daughter anymore. I was living out of my my car for uh, a period of time for about two or three weeks while I was trying to get shit sorted out. Had right. not even any money because most of it had to go to child support at the time, anyways. Um, and it was a struggle, you know. To now I have. Uh, my own house, mul- you know, uh, multiple businesses that are doing really well, and you know, it's it's crazy how when life hits you hard, you kind of just turn around and say, "Hey, I'm gonna figure things out and become a better person overall."
0: Yeah, that's good, man. And and now that like you turned your life around, and like how you're saying, how like you just said, where you help these businesses make, you know, a shit ton more money, and you're you're turning their lives around too, because yeah, know, they were struggling without any marketing, because that's like no no small business has a marketing plan. No, you know, that's ever. yeah, that's like I grew up in the in the electrical business, right? And the construction and all that. Like nobody that I came across has a marketing plan yeah. or, or put stuff out there stuff like that. They just they just I feel like they, they think that they don't need it.
1: Yeah, and they just wing it. That's a huge <laughs> thing with with people in marketing is that they're like, you know, I, I'll I'll just have customers coming to me and that's you no, know, I, I work Because like I said, I have six pillars. My first two pillars are logo branding and uh, that's the first one. The second one is website development. And whenever people usually start their business, they have a, a, a cheaply thrown together logo to get started and then they throw a website together using like Wix or something. And there's nothing wrong with how people start that off. Like I understand you have to start somewhere, right? But the problem is after that, they don't have any other way of client acquisition, they don't have any other way of nurturing their clients who maybe they don't want to do business right now, but to stay omnipresent on their mind, they don't have anything for that. And so then they throw all that shit together themselves or they pay you know $500 to $1,000 to have it put together and then it doesn't work. And if you don't have the correct marketing system, if you're not good at being able to do sales, um, which both are separate, but they have a cohesiveness that needs to be applied. If they don't have that, then their business falls flat and they have to, they lose their dreams. Like I've seen too many entrepreneurs who after year one, they have to walk away or go back to getting a job. And you know, there's nothing wrong with having a job. um, But for an entrepreneur spirited person, having to go back to a job is a death sentence for them. (laughs) That's honestly, it's a huge failure in their mind. So if you don't have those proper foundations set up, People just aren't like it just because you put up something. If I just put up my company as like, okay, well, I'm going to sit around and wait now for clients to come to me. It doesn't work like that. You know, there there are certain techniques that everyone has to be able to do with their business. And once they create their logo and they slap it on Facebook, they get a little bit of a couple likes, a couple comments, and then it stops. And that's where entrepreneurship is really tested uh, for people.
0: Yeah. I think like when, when, when they think of marketing, they're thinking like your first two pillars is just the website and kind of like yeah. the logo or whatever. And yeah. I guess like they think that that's it. And it's like, no, like there's more to that's it. So, yeah. So if you want to talk about your – the six pillars, Yeah. Company, um, you- so because people ask, well, how did I come
1: up with six pillars? And and first, is, these are kind of the six areas that I, I've seen that businesses don't establish properly. You know, I don't really – do a lot of like managing facebook ads for people because I'm not passionate about that. That's not one of the foundational things. Is it important? Absolutely. But the six pillars goes to the first one's logo and branding, right? They have to have a a logo that, you know, too many times they try to make it too complicated, too fancy, too old this other shit. It has to be good. It's black and white color or singular color and then add some additional color aspects. But you want a logo that's going to be efficient. Uh, I was talking to some people in Arte that are like, "Yeah, I don't have um, any logos? Or I talk to other businesses, like, yeah, this is just the only thing I got. I put it together using clip art. And our logos, what we do is we do develop them from scratch. You won't be able to find them duplicated anywhere, which is what you yeah, want uniqueness. You- so uh, the second pillar is website designs. A lot of times people try to make cute and clever websites, and I talk about this a lot in StoreBrand, which is what I go off of my website design, is that they try to be cute and clever. Uh, one of them, uh, another, I, use a, I have a lot of clients coming from Arte, so use a lot of Arte examples, but um, one of them, he owns uh, an exterior services company, and he had a guy, he reached out to me, he's like, you know, I'm paying $150 a month. I paid him like, you know, $1,500, $2,500, whatever, to build this site up. And he's like, I just, can you look at it? You know, because I do uh, free website audits just to give him feedback, like, hey, here's what you need to change. And he's, when I looked at it, scrolling on his website, there was a rock that comes from the bottom and it's floating up as you're scrolling, which takes your attention away because now you're looking at the rock and you're scrolling <laughs> up and down, just right. So it's like these, there's a lot of website designers out there. I say that term loosely where they just throw shit together. And so creating a website that really um, draws people into it and keeps them in there and understanding how, you can solve their problems is the biggest thing that I help people with because oftentimes they put, here's about us. People don't care about you, uh, about your foundations. They don't care that your grandfather founded the company 70 years ago. They want to know how you solve their problems. So um, redeveloping and redesigning websites is, is really a big thing that I help people with the most. And so that's really the second pillar is how can you engage people, understand that you're there to solve problems versus here's how awesome we are. Uh, the third pillar goes into lead magnets and lead magnets is usually like eBooks or other PDFs that maybe while they're Mm -hmm. on your website, they don't want to do business right now, right? Like I have people who land on my website every single day and maybe they're not ready to pull the trigger on a consultation with me, but they go and download my ebook. And that's just something that I give away for free that provides value to help people with their six pillars. You know, it's a, it's a six pillar ebook that I have and they don't do business right now, but that lead magnet ge- generates them into my fourth pillar, which is an email campaign. And from there, I'm just providing more value once a week, maybe twice a week, they get some sort of value. But they're and now in my email campaigns where I'm nurturing them. It takes five to eight contacts usually for someone to do business with you. So when they land on my website, that's one contact. When they download my ebook, that's a second one. And then the emails afterwards are going to be three and four. And that's if they open it and get value from it. Um, so making sure that inside these email campaigns are getting value and then occasionally having a, Hey, make sure you schedule a consultation or an occasional sales campaign that we put in there. And so that's the fourth pillar, setting up the proper nurturing. And even if someone becomes a client as well, is making sure that they're still getting value from you. You know, and, and um, that kind of goes in my sixth pillar. I'll talk about in a minute. But pillar five is social media content and graphic design. That can be anything from, you know, obviously creating posts. Um, I have a platform that does. Um, it has templates, like 1,600 plus templates, and it's added every week of video content that people can use for social media because it's about still providing the right con um, content on social media to make people aware, and that's by by uh, being transparent. Uh, as an owner, people seeing you as a as an individual, as a company, posting if you have employees, posting stuff when you get together with them or doing jobs. Transparency is a huge thing that's demanded on social media these days. That a lot of businesses fail at. The reason why is because they're afraid. They're afraid of the camera. They're afraid of like hopping on and saying, "Hey, let me take a picture of a job." Like they see it as I'm gloating or I'm just putting out there. Versus, hey. We're actually getting shit done. When I post more stuff that I'm actually getting things done, I have more people coming to me because they see the jobs that we're doing. Oh, they're seeing yeah. that we're completing it. Um, the second thing is being trustworthy on social media. And the way that you gain trust with people is by providing consistent value on your social media. And a lot of times people are like, well, how can I provide value? Well, think about some of the biggest problems that we run into on social media or um, or that we can talk about on social media with you know our, our companies, right? You know, I know that you probably have a lot of people that have the same consistent problems. What are some, you can, you can market about like, what are some ways that overcome them? ways can prevent certain things from happening? Right? Like it's one of the big things with, um, one of my HVAC companies that I was doing content with is, Hey, here's some preventative measures that you can do so you don't have to call me. And mm-hmm. businesses will be like, Justin, why the hell would I want to give someone tips? So they don't have to call me. Look, if, if you give tips and you give value, they're probably not going to do it still, but they know that you know what you're talking about. So that's how you create trust. And then the consistency aspect is where you're posting consistently throughout the week. You don't need to post 700 times a week. You know, there's some people that all they're doing is posting business, but that transparency aspect, the trust aspect, when you post about inspirational stuff, you post about your family, post about things that provide value, that consistency is what's going to earn you more attention. So that's what pillar five is based off. And pillar six is what's called the diffusional marketing system. How do you take someone who's a cold market prospect and get them to be that referral source who's tagging you in Facebook statuses? Like I get all the time, like literally three in the last 24 hours, people were tagging me like, Hey, talk to Justin, talk to Justin, talk to Justin. How do you get that? That's the best type of business where you can get a cold market person to tagging you and referring you to people, and they're a brand advocate. So, developing the internal systems for them through these six pillars to be able to get to that point that's what my six pillar approach is,
0: dude. That's 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 definitely like what people lack right there, like that's what they're missing, especially like the number five where you said where people just they just post the work and the work and the work yeah. and they never show their face. They never, you know, talk about anything. They never, yeah. they never like make the content relatable to the audience that you're trying to reach. Right. So, yeah. and that, that usually just comes from the people that say that, that uh, like marketing doesn't work or ads don't work.
1: And yeah.
0: It's because they're doing it like the, the wrong way. And I learned that over time with just like this free content that I've been, you know, getting off of fucking like YouTube and shit, you know, yeah. Gary, Gary v and, you know, like Andy and all them. Yeah. Is, uh just like, you got to be relatable. You know, you have to be personal. You got to show stuff out there. You know, you got to solve their problems. It's not all about you. Yeah. yeah. And what's crazy is when you, when you solve problems, you make money.
1: And, yeah. and that's what I think a lot of places and businesses, they struggle as because, they just they post just, hey, buy this, buy this. There are a lot of call to actions, right? They're always posting and demanding people to share their shit, to comment on stuff, to buy their product, to do this. If you are having constant call to actions, I look at it kind of like a bank account, right? Let's look at our, our prospects or our content as a bank account. Is If I have $0 in my bank account, but I'm always trying to withdraw it, what's going to happen? Like Let's say they, ha- they don't have like, this thing that says, hey, card decline, which is one of my biggest fears of my life after being homeless is seeing that card decline thing, right? Let's say that's all limited, like that's gone. Let's say you keep withdrawing, you keep asking, asking, you keep taking, taking, taking. You're going to eventually have a negative account, right? Like it's just yeah. simple math. And so if you have a negative account with your prospects, they're never going to want to do business with you, right? Like if, if I owed you 500 bucks and I'm constantly asking you for more money, are you going to give me more money? No, you can be like, dude, give me $500 damn first before I ever give you anything. But now the same analogy, if I'm just constantly giving you value, if I'm providing value and providing value and I, you have $500 in your personal bank account of value for me. Right. And I say, Hey, give me 10 bucks. Can I, can I have $10? Are you going to give me $10? Probably. You know, right. so that's why if you provide value 80% of the time in your posts, let's say you're posting five times a week about business specifics. Right. And four out of five of those posts every week should be providing value in one way or another. And then you can have a call to action when you your posts because you provided enough value that now you can ask for something. And, mm-hmm. I, and that's one of the biggest things that I, I see with shifts is if someone's ruined their brand and their reputation by asking so much, it does take a good amount of time before people will be willing to give you anything um, after an ask. So making sure you have an appropriate... Mixture and there's no like real number that I'm like, oh, this every time will work, you know, but it's from what I've done is about if I provide value eighty percent of the time and have twenty percent asking or call to actions, that seems to work um relatively
0: well with people. Yeah, because everybody likes everybody doesn't like being being sold to. And yeah. And I see like a lot of Whenever I, I log into my my business Instagram, like, I see, like, I follow a lot of other contractors, right, subcontractors yeah. and stuff. And all of their posts is just, at the end of their caption, it says, call me. And they have a yeah. number, like, every single post. And every time I look at it, I'm like, bro, like, that's not the way that you do it. You know, I'm not an expert in marketing and branding yeah. and stuff. But, like, I know that that's not how you do it. It's just, like, call me, call me, call me every single post. It's like, you can't, yeah. you can't do that. No, so, and like,
1: yeah, and if you separate yourself, Irvin, between everybody else, and, and even your obviously your listeners too, is they, if yeah. they start looking at their competition, you see how everybody in that competition is doing X. I'm going to differentiate myself, and the way to do that is typically by providing value. Uh, you there, there's a, it's a simple rule. You provide the what and the why, but not the how. So I want to talk about like let's take my let's take websites for instance, right? The what is websites. The why you need a good website is. You know, you need a, a solid website because if you just have something up there, it's taking virtual real estate, but it's not generating you revenue. What's the point of it? Your website should be something that helps create revenue. But I'm not going to tell you all the hows. And you, people can go to my site, they go to my client sites, so they can see the layouts that I handle and how I do it. But they don't understand the exact how I'm doing it when it comes down to the the copy or the the flows that we're actually utilizing. So when you start talking about the what people need and why they need it. They will turn around and be like, oh, well, Justin knows how to do it. I need to reach out to him or I need to talk to that person. So all day long, especially you can talk about the what's and the why's of what you do, but they won't even know. Even if you say the how, the average person is not going to know what the hell you're talking about. So <laughs> you want to sell the problems you solve and the, the outcome of what it looks like. Um, you know, That's a huge thing in marketing that most people miss is the, they, they talk about a problem, they they make them feel terrible because they have the problem but they don't have a way to solve it or they don't have the conversations and solving so imagine i just aggravate the shit out of you with my marketing saying that you have this problem you're like yeah actually i do have this problem and then i'm like here's why your your problems killing your business you're like yeah it is and then i don't have anything that talks about you know here's how to fix it people start not liking you after that because all you're doing is just talking about problems and as you know and our our connections we have in our life is that we're problem solvers we want to solve the problem And people want help from others that solve problems, not just people who are negative Nancy's and just pissed off all the time. So that's why a lot of marketing fails is because they just piss people off the most. Yeah, you want to make the most money, you got to solve the most problems. It's it's an easy thing, but most people (laughs) make it so complicated. Whenever I tell them, dude, whenever I tell people these simple marketing strategies, they turn around to like, no, there's no way. That's just too simple. There's got to be much more, you know, things to do i have to spend more money to do them. like nah man you just solve fucking problems it's it's one plus one equals five with people sometimes you know
0: yeah and and it's yeah dude it's like the simple the simple shit it's the simple steps it's the same thing with like nutrition and fitness that we're talking about you know prior yep. to recording is like you have to do you have to eat eat well right eat healthy yeah you gotta work out every day you got to drink water and then just you got to move around. You got to no, do that consistently.
1: Go outside and walk. You know You bring that up. And like my, uh, my fiance, like I said, we, we started day one fitness and nutrition. <laughs> and she, she, we're taking in calls, right? I develop, I'm the marketing guy for her business. She's the one that actually gives the advice, right? So I'm bringing the people in for her. And she, I listen to some of her calls and give her some feedback. because she is just getting started in this side of sales. But I make it so simple. I'm just like, ask these questions, right? And when she's talking to people, literally one of them was like, what ingredients should I eat? And she's mm-hmm. like, ingredients? Like, uh, I'm laughing. So I'm like, yeah, you have to like, look at every single ingredient versus, hey, just simply keep track of your macros, right? Look at how much protein, carbs and fats you're bringing And That's what she's telling her. And they're like, that sounds so simple. I don't think that's how it works. And I'm just like, this is the problem with with people in society is that they think everything is so fucking complicated yeah but drink like you said drink water eat right and be
0: active holy
1: shit you're you're a lot better off
0: yeah if you want to lose weight you know what to like you you know what to eat and what not to eat like you know what i'm saying yeah so i always love those people that are like
1: I, I want to lose weight. Like, I've been there. I was 297 pounds a few years ago. I Like you said, I knew what to eat. I knew how to yeah. take care of myself. But then it's like, what's the special formula? Or like all these, like you see those little clickbait ads. Like, here's the one secret to lose 40 pounds in 13 minutes today. They're like, oh, my Dude. God, let me click that. Let me see what that is versus, you know, like, like First Form and Andy and, and, you know, people like you and I where we're trying to be better active all the time and stuff is that we're like – the work. <laughs> eat right. It's gonna take time, but if you eat right and do it correctly, you're gonna be a lot more healthy versus let me just lose forty pounds by putting saran wrap on my yeah. my legs or some shit.
0: And yeah, like these I like I get that they still need some guidance of like how you know how many grams of protein to eat or how many calories or stuff like yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But but it's still like it's simple. How are you saying? Like it's it's a simple like the logo, the website, the, yeah. You know, interacting with your clients, you know, solving their problems, kind of thing. Like it's, it's the simple shit. Like it's not too complicated with it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and it's all foundational, regardless of what it is. Whether it's marketing, it's diet, it's nutrition, it's a business. It comes down to foundations. People don't establish the right foundations, right? And when you like, when I look at myself, when how did I get to two hundred and ninety-seven pounds? Was it a three-month crash diet that happened? No, it was long, consistent, negative food not taking care of myself so if and people always want the quickest the fastest the cheapest the easiest right and and you know if someone in the electrical world if they just go to wish.com of your competition or whatever and they're like i want the cheapest electrical person out here you already know you're going to come back and have to charge them more money to fix the cheap stuff and and they're going to be pissed off at you and you're like i'm sorry that you went the cheap route right The same thing is with working out and eating right for me. I would always go the cheap route. The cheap route for me was fast food, quick, easy, affordable, fast. Like that's the whole point. Well, why am I shocked at the time that I was fucking 297 pounds when I was doing cheap, terrible dieting, not really working out? You know, I'd be in the gym, but you can't outwork a bad diet. Like I love that saying, and it's so true. So now it's taking longer to lose 40 pounds. It took about, and I did it right, you know, like like you said, the simple adjustments, tracking macros. I did get help from Jeremy Mullins or first form, with getting all those things, mm. you know where I should be at. Um, I do shamelessly plug them that the first form app is freaking amazing because yeah. you can track all those things. So I like just scan my food, I put it in there, and I'm like, oh man, this is higher in fats than I thought it was. I'm not going to eat this now. Yeah. You know. <laughs> And doing it the correct way, it's cost me more long-term because I've had to lose more weight. Losing weight takes time. Um, you know, it's, I, I have friends that want to do the opposite. They want to gain weight. But even that, doing it the correct way, takes time. Oh, yeah. You know? um, but yeah, so it's like we can't expect all these amazing results in the light, like long run if we're doing things cheaply and, and trying to find the, the shortcut. Or whatever. There's no shortcut to, to fitness, to business. It's, it's yeah. work. That's what the shortcut is.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. That's like spot on right there. So is, uh, let's talk a little bit about that group that you have. Is that like something that you teach people in your group, or, or what is the group about?
1: Yeah. So when you went, when we did that interview, I had an exclusive group, um, for insurance and financial services agents. I've since like pivoted how I do things. I do have a free group that's for small business owners that helps with marketing. And I provide value each week in there. I do a live training every Thursday at 5 PM Eastern. Um, so I'm providing value and I have an exclusive clients only group that I'm doing stuff every single, uh, uh, weekend. Um, but yeah, the six pillars, um, I I teach that inside of the small business and marketing uh, group for, you know, small business owners. And so I I break down those six pillars. I talk about, there's, you know, obviously subtopics in each pillar, um, but provide training that they could implement themselves without having to hire me to do stuff. Um, But ultimately, you know, I just wanted people to be able to learn from it and be able to implement strategies um, for their business, regardless if they pay me or not. I don't really care. I like, I like just like educating and teaching.
0: Yeah. So where do people go if they want to be a part of that?
1: Um, It's called, I think the actual full group name, because if you search six pillars, let me pull it up real quick. So it's called uh, marketing and sales training for business owners, six pillars um, of marketing. So they can just search six pillars marketing and they can go. Um, to my website, your BMP for beard and marketing pro.com. So your BMP.com. and in the website, a little bit down, it has the, a link to the free group. So they can go check that out too. And like I said, it's free. They just have to answer a couple of questions cause I have some spam bots. that always try to get in the damn thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, once they're, once they're in there, they can just get a lot of value from previous trainings and stuff too.
0: Nice. Nice dude. So I know you were talking about the logo. So, um, I have my logo up there, dude. What do you think of that of the logo?
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it It has your initials, which is good. Yeah. Um, and then I, I like that it's the simplicity of it's what's the best. You know, a lot of times people try to take logos and make them so complicated, but you can take that logo. It would work in white. It would work in black. Um, oh, yeah. It works obviously with color because you use that. And then the the aspect of recognition is a big thing. You know, that's a whole point of a brand, right? Does Nike need an introduction? No, No. (laughs) but that's because they've built such a big brand. So your logo is very simple, it's very effective. It can be a singular color, multicolor, um, and it's recognizable, which is what matters.
0: Yeah, actually like I I had the thought of of just changing the font of the R and the E, but I don't know, I might just end up leaving it like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, fonts is a big thing too. And it's okay to test different fonts and look at them. Um, but overall, you just want to make sure it's readable and recognizable. It's a big thing. Sometimes people use fonts like I've had to fire some clients before um, because they try to take these grandiose ideas um, and like weird ass fonts that I've never even seen before that are they, they don't make any damn sense. So that, that's a big one too to make sure that keep shit simple. You know, I think people again they make it too complicated and they try to be too clever
0: and they they screw it up ultimately yeah yeah i think that's what that's what these were they were like some some fucking out of the world fonts that don't i came across them in the just like on google but yeah your fonts are bad
1: those fonts aren't
0: bad Normal, so. yeah yeah
1: um sometimes they try to do like all these like massively cursive things i'm not i can read cursive and i have nothing against it um but sometimes that shit just merges together and you're like what is that? I can't even read it. It's all about can I is it clear? So, yours are good, they're clear. There's nothing wrong with yours, and I like the, the ability to do like the colors. Like I said, you can do singular colors and everything else,
0: like that. Yeah, like I don't know if you can, if you can see that you probably can't see it. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah,
1: those fonts go a little, and what's the, the fonts on yours too, where the R and the E. They also, you need to try to have your fonts matching if you have um, the name fully underneath it. You want fonts to Mm. match. You want, usually the way that I operate is a singular font in a logo. Uh, I always operate with three total fonts when I do websites too. It's like your one font in your logo that you have, font on the headers and font in the subtext too. So if you do change up the font in the R and the E, make sure you're changing fonts on all of it so it's uniform.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I might just leave it there the reason that I like got the idea is because I came across this like this thing that says electric so I got the font, yeah. one font from there and then this other thing that says shark. yeah you know, so I was like hmm, well, let me just you know let me try to see how it works but,
1: yeah and if you throw just, it all in it, in it as long as you can read it and it it makes sense that's what matters the most yeah. you can have some fonts like that that are unique because if you have a unique font in your logo it kind of stands out right like that's yeah, what yeah. we definitely want as long as it, it's cohesive
0: and it, and it goes well. Mm. Yeah, that's nice, man. <laughs> cool. So, uh, like before I have this like last uh, can well, I have a, the only can't question on the show, right? But um, just tell people where, where else they can find you besides the website.
1: Yeah, so obviously the website, like you said, yourbmp.com, and then they can find me on Facebook, Justin Earhart. My last name is very hard to spell, but it'll be in this podcast. <laughs> um, but I do a lot of my communication through my personal Facebook. So people are more than welcome to find me. They can shoot me a message directly on Messenger. It's m.me forward slash the BMP1. That will be direct to my Messenger. Um, so if they have questions, they can always ask them. I'm pretty open to it. And then obviously, uh, going to the group on the website is a big way too.
0: Okay, cool, man. Um, yeah, so the last kind of question I have for you is, what do you consider your, your breakthrough moment? Or one of your breakthrough moments, because I know we have multiple. Right, like your most, I guess, impactful breakthrough moment and why.
1: Yeah. So my biggest breakthrough moment, and obviously, life is designed for either break me moments or breakthrough moments, and that's why yeah. I love the name of your podcast. So they have for me my the reason why I went through in this breakthrough moment was 2015 was probably one of the worst years for me, and. I'm, I let that year break because it was divorce, not seeing my daughter every day. Um, I had a few of my, uh, one of my, my friends who I deployed with previously, um, he was one of six people killed in Afghanistan in a suicide bombing. So I, I wanted a massive downward spiral, right? So my breakthrough moment was actually a moment that broke me in 2015. And i learning to take all those obstacles, those challenges, and um, I, I, took, I learned five things. You always talk about faith, family, fitness, finance, and fun, the five S. F's, right, and I wrote a book called Go F Yourself based off of these five things because it made fucking sense. I was like, when I started focusing and I realized that instead of taking all the negatives and like how Ed says life happens for you, not to you, mm-hmm. that was probably my biggest breakthrough in my life. And in 2016, about halfway through that year, when I started getting my shit together, I started focusing on these five Fs. How can I improve my faith? And that was more how can I become more inspired? How can I become, you know, more at peace with myself, that physical or that, that faith base internally. it's not necessarily like going to church and shit for me. It was, how can I increase my self-awareness with my family aspect? How can I focus more on, on my family? My relationships were shit. You know, now I have a phenomenal relationship. I'm getting married in about 23 or so days. You know um, we have three kids together and, and focusing on that. So uh, long story short, man, my breakthrough moments was taking the the moments that broke me, um, that I allow break me, fortifying those and becoming more internally stronger in those faith, family, fitness, finance, and fund categories. And when I did that, my life turned around. I started seeing more of the positive in life, uh, the negative things. I now take it and build an empire off shit that goes bad. you know. And learning as well um, through these breakthroughs, Irvin, was that if something goes wrong or if I have a negative thing that sets me back real quick i start instead of letting the setback continue to set me back i now find let me find how i can fortify that setback for the future so if something happens again or if that same thing repeats i'm now stronger and more prepared for it. you know it's like when i was in the military i did a lot of base defense stuff and um one of the things we did was if we were like let's say constantly getting hit in one area by ieds right what are we going to do? Are we going to keep letting that shit happen in that same spot, the same explosives, the same people doing it? No, we're going to set up defenses and make sure it never happens again. Start taking those concepts and implementing into your life that you don't get hit again or you don't get constantly targeted. That's what some of my biggest breakthroughs was, is taking those failures and those massive hits in my life and fortifying them so that way I'm, when they do come, I'm prepared for them. Not just physical stuff, but mentally too. It's a huge mental game that people need to do. find what fucks you up the most and fix it dude that's
0: that's key dude that's uh that's good shit right there that's That's awesome man man. you know yeah thanks for thanks for sharing that dude for sure brother cool man so yeah i was running out of time man thanks for coming on the break to society
1: yeah thanks for having me man i I, uh definitely look forward to doing this again with you in the future for sure man you have a good day you too bro